0: Which itself is a form of violence.
1: You didn't actually watch the special, did you?
0: <laughs> no. I knew it.
1: How could you be offended by something that you didn't even see?
0: I didn't see the Holocaust, but I'm offended <laughs> by that too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so Dave Chappelle's special, that's like the Holocaust.
0: It's worse.
1: Oh my God.
0: Look, idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not about to waste my precious time Watching bigoted television When I can stare out the window And try to teach myself to control bees With my mind
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see it Or quote unquote comedian Ricky Gervais's Quote unquote comedy special Boom, got him too he also makes jokes about gender he literally said there are two genders i read that in an article that was also offended (laughs) (laughs) where i go to learn what to be offended about i don't need to see this trash all i need to know is that these two straight white male cis comics are basically doing genocide on stage okay
3: dave chappelle is african-american (laughs) Transphobia is a form of white
0: supremacy Uh. Black indigenous people of color BIPOCs are by definition not transphobic And if they are it was colonized into them by white people So Dave Chappelle is doing that colonizing He's operating as a white person Sorry this quote doesn't make sense to you or whatever. <laughs> but the hard truth, honey, is that you're just too stupid to understand things that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess I'm just too, I'm too stupid.
0: That's the new way to be smart, by the way, for your information, is to understand things that don't make sense, that don't hold up to the white man's rational thought.
3: Objective reality is for... Dullards, anyway. Oh, fa- fascinating. Well, I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like, when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them down, like, wow, these brothers gotta wear a dress. That's happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. So I walk in the trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer, because there's a dress in here. (laughs) They come in. It's the writer comes in. I think he's the writer. He's like, Dave, listen. We got this hilarious scene where Martin's sneaking out of jail, so he disguises you as a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) And he put this dress on, and how? Mother, prostitute. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable with that. That should have been in the discussion. What? You don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. So, well, if all the greats have done it, it's kind of hacky, right? You're right. So why don't we just not do it? Because I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. Oh, come on, Dave. Listen, we, we got it all set up. We're supposed to shoot. Every, every minute you waste costs this much money. You know, the pressure comes in. Huh. He said, I'm, now nah, I'm not wearing no dress, man. I'm funnier than a dress. Just give me something funny to say. I don't to wear no dress to be funny. What am I, Milton Berle? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. You know, we're going like this. And then finally, he's like, ah, and he, he leaves. And then, like, the director comes, David, really would be great if you wear the dress. What is wrong? What is this? Uh, broke back mountain in here? So, <laughs> so then, <laughs> like, the wear the dress. I don't want to wear the dress. I want to wear this dress. You know what I mean? This is, oh, gosh, this guy's so difficult. They leave. Now, the producers comes, come on, David, would be so. Right, I mean, and then I started thinking about it. All the comics that I've seen, man, you know, strong brothers, why why they putting us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant, I'm not wearing a dress, I'm not wearing the dress. All right, fine, think of something else. That comes back 10 minutes later, the whole new scene, how damn, how did you write the scene so fast? (laughs) You know, it's like, so you gotta take a stand.
1: Martin tried to put me in my first dress. When he had to go on his hiatus, he tell me, "Cat, when I come back, I need you. you my young partner. you my brother in comedy. When I come back, just promise me that my next movie, it'll be me and you. we going to do it together. We're going to do some buddy cop shit. I said, Martin, you got my motherfucking word, my nigga. Go do what you got to do. When you come back, I'm in your movie. Don't trip. I don't need to see the script or nothing. You know, we get in that office and this fool pull out big mama's house too. I almost died. And I gotta read this script from all these good white people. Where this nigga want me to get in a dress with him. And I'm literally saying to everybody, why is he in a dress again? You already played the old lady as an FBI agent. We can play anything now. We can be playing a dog catcher this time. Why do we need to be in a dress? And I get so mad, I say, you don't want me. You want Brandon T. Jackson. And that's who they went and got. Twice I said it, they went and got him. Just like I'm telling you, I had that other dude's work. I had all of it. All I did was say, I want to punch it up so it's not offensive to real niggas. And that's how I got in this position.
0: This is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's gonna do the news, and uh, we got some great guests coming in. <laughs> hey, what are you guys laughing at so much? I think i fanned up too much,
1: jerks. All right, let's let's uh, let's plug our new video, Baba Boogie's Banana Robin, boom. you gotta sort of what do you think of it? Well, how would I? Hey, Robin, what's the matter with you? You have a cold? As a matter of fact, I do. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a chest
3: cold. What is wrong? I should have never worn these
1: shoes. This don't match my purse. blinking, fix your boobs. You look like a bleeding Picasso.
3: If they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'd be connecting them down like, why do all these brothers gotta wear a dress? This happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. So I walk in a trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer because
4: there's a dress hey welcome back to the show I'm of course your host Chappelle and this is the show Show. corporate press pans Dave Chappelle's new special because it's a day that ends in Y and the legend is back yeah I like Dave Chappelle and getting made fun of by Dave Chappelle is a fucking honor like, it's great, and a lot of people get really worked up when it's, like, their favorite celebrity or their favorite politician gets made of made fun of by Dave Chappelle. You know, the only thing that ever annoys me with Dave Chappelle's um, jokes is sometimes he's just not factually honest, but it's stand-up. You don't need to be factually honest. You need to be funny. It just kind of, um, you know, uh, again, as long as he doesn't slip into that kind of, like, sucky place that George Carlin slipped into where George Carlin was no longer a set comedian, he was just kind of observing, I don't know if that makes any sense, but let's get into it. And I, I've seen a handful of like uh, the I've seen shorts and bits out of this standup special. I'm really waiting to watch the whole thing. But I thought the last one, the closer, was supposed to be his last one. But now he's back with this one, and it's phenomenal what I've seen of it. <clears throat> Several outlets published scathing reviews of The Dreamer and claimed the comedian was obsessed with trans people. Uh, okay, I mean. When a joke presents itself, you take the opportunity. Corporate press outlets have panned Comedian Chappelle's latest Netflix special. Gee, you know, I really wonder why. Hmm. Weird. Anyway. Criticism of the comedian stems from his latest set of jokes about transgender identity people and other musings about the LGBTQ plus community. The Dreamer, which was released on the streaming platform Saturday, Shortly after the special premiered, Rolling Stones and Variety published scathing reviews of Chappelle's The Dreamer and claimed the comedian was obsessed with trans people. It's unfortunate, quote, It's unfortunate that Chappelle's The Dreamer is, like, some of his prior Netflix special obsessively fixated on the trans community because it's not the area he particularly excels at. I don't know, I think making fun of jokes is fucking what he excels at. Look, hey... You've seen my show for a while, you'll know what the punchline is. But, hey, what do repurposed pizza huts have in common? Answer, you can always tell they start off as pizza huts. Something in the T and LGBT just doesn't seem to understand. It's a great joke. It's a great joke. It's, it's wonderful. She, man, and the fucking dysphoria of the universe. Dave Chappelle's new special, The Dreamer, further proves he's obsessed with trans people. Right, right. Says that, resorting to puerile premise and punchlines, wrote Rolling Stone's Marlowe Stern. But here's the thing, he made fun of uh, and Cawthorn getting gangbanged at an orgy. No one cared about that, but hey, hey, when Trump makes fun of a fucking, allegedly, and they manipulate the headlines to claim that Trump made fun of a disabled reporter, which didn't happen, but everyone was so mad about ableism, and the ableists and shit. Y'all dead quiet about this. Stern went out on a went out on praise, following the comedian Michael Wolf's jokes about trans people in her latest Netflix special. The it's great to be here. Chappelle quote: Chappelle is apparently incapable of having most of his bits extend beyond mocking genitalia or pronouns. The problem is. You trans have reduced yourselves to nothing more than your genitalia and your fucking pronouns. There's no substance to you. You're a walking mental illness. Look, the thing about the trans community is they're not fucking real, folks. Trans people, hear me out, hear me out. Trans people do not exist. They're not real. They're not real people. You're denying my person. I'm not denying your personhood. I'm just rejecting your mental illness. is a part of reality. It's a mental illness. You are mentally ill. You're mentally unwell. And here's why: to say someone is transsexual, you are. And I've said this a million times before, but for those always new listeners, if you say you're transsexual, you are. Imp- you are. When you say you are, or someone, or you're going along and playing pretend with somebody and saying that they're transsexual, you are saying that they have the ability. To successfully transition from the gender they were born as to a gender that they want to be. The opposite gender. That's not possible. If you were born a male, you'll never be female. If you were born female, you'll never be male. If you're born male, you'll have a prostate and Adam's apple, your muscular structure, your bone density, numerous fucking things forever and always will identify you as male. If you were born female, your weak muscular structure, your fragile bone structure, your fragile, weaker chins and jawbone. As well as a million and other things. Your lack of a prostate, your lack of testicles, your lack of sperm. And no, sweetheart, chopping up your thigh, rolling it into a tube, stapling it into your mutilated pussy, and chopping the, the fucking fat out of your tits does not make you a woman or does not make you a man. You are a mentally ill person who looked at a perfectly fine body and said, I need to mutilate this today. And society is so fucked that it encouraged you and celebrated you doing that. I will not be part of that, and I don't think anybody who genuinely cares about the trans people will play pretend. And instead, you understand that trans people aren't real, but their mental illness is, and its effects on our society and culture are as well. That's what it is with trans people. So that's why it's easy to make fun of, and that's also why trans people, almost all, 99% trans people... Lash out at jokes. Lash out at people not playing pretend with them. It's because they inherently know it's not real. They know it's not true. And if society didn't choose about 10 years ago to glorify all this, they wouldn't have done it. And for a lot of people, they've gone so far down this path that when they realized they wanted to go back, it was far too fucking late. So they have no choice but to double down. Trans people aren't real. Mental illness is. Welcome and thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Chappelle is apparently incapable, continue the writer, it's not just tired but uninspired. Bars. Bars, Zazer. Although Stern lauded Chappelle's ability to spin a devilishly funny layered yarn, the Rolling Stones writer said the comedian can't help himself well, you're assuming his gender, when it comes to his preoccupation with the trans community. Now, my problem with Dave Chappelle is this. It's not his jokes. None of that. No, no, no. no. Dave Chappelle is either purposely misinformed or chooses to be misinformed. Because he'll have all the facts of the story, but once it sort of goes against his personal plug leanings or his personal worldview, he tweaks it. He's... Nope. Like he moved from Washington D.C. to Ohio, he moved from a dark blue area to a red state, but continues to support blue policies. That's my problem with Dave Chappelle; he doesn't learn. All the great jokes aside, being the goat, the, well, the greatest living comedian alive right now, which yeah, you know, put him up against a couple other people. Now he's not my he's in my top five, but not my top three. You know, put it like that, but. He still continues to support a lot of these Democrat policies. And while he will, you know, turn around and be like, you know, this person's, you know, not as bad as the media says he is, he'll also manipulate something so he has his own little spin on it, too. Again, he's a comedian, his goal is to make jokes, but he also misrepresents people on the right and the left a lot, too. And when you're talking about massive news stories, it's a bit of a problem. Again, I understand leaving out stuff for the sake of humor, it's necessary, it has to be done. I've done a couple of Big Mike Nights, you know, it's been a while, pre-pandemic, but it, you know, it just kind of gets on my nerves a little bit when you see him on podcasts and he spouts all this liberal shit and still supports BLM, but then we'll talk about how BLM scammed people. It's like, well, dog, where are you on that? You know what I mean? That's my issue with Dave Chappelle. There's a level of inconsistency with his stage presence and his offstage presence and the overlap between them like there's just inconsistencies throughout Dave Chappelle's entire existence and it's just sort of an annoyance to me but i am a big fan of his stand up and i always look forward to watching his shows and i laugh when he makes fun of people on my side too you know i enjoy it a good ribbing is good for the personality it hardens your skin Getting ribbed on once in a while is good. One thing that I grew up with that a lot of people didn't grow up with is a game called The Rounders. Have you ever heard of The Rounders? The Rounders is when you go around making fun of each other or your mama jokes. Like, uh, for example, uh, what's a good one? And I stole it, but I used it a lot too back in the day. It's like uh, someone would hit you with uh, you know, uh, your mama joke, and you're like, really, dog? Your mama joke? Fine, we're doing this shit. I got you. Knock, knock. Who's there? My balls on your mama's chin, bitch. You know, like that kind of turned around. You had ways to make fun of each other. Like, dog. It was so good. Especially, like, I, I went to school in, like, a kind of blue-collary area. But I also was a bit of a delinquent and got my ass moved to an EI school. If you don't know what EI is, it's basically special needs, uh, emotional outla- outlashing, and just general bad behavior for kids type school. And I excelled there, not in grades, but with the people I got got on with. Why? Because it was a bunch of delinquent kids all making fun of each other. We were the rebels who didn't want to take Ritalin and our parents wouldn't drug us. So the school said fine, you get the fucking RE classroom but school form. Straight. Shout out to Northside Elementary. <laughs> uh anyway. And that's what we did. We'd sit on the playground or in class when the teacher wasn't around, and we would just roast the fuck out of each other. Just brutal shit, dog. And a lot of people are just too soft. They can't take that shit these days. You know, I'll see kids cracking jokes at each other, and then one of them will make a joke that's slightly edgy, and the other one's like, I can't believe you've seen it. It's sad, man. It's so sad. Variety, and when you when you grow up in that atmosphere, it's also, I'm the youngest of uh, of like I put it, a Catholic number of siblings. My my parents had a Catholic amount of kids. And I was the youngest, which means I got the brunt of the physical uh, harassment and the verbal harassment. You have to get scrappy with that shit, dog. You can't just sit there and take that shit and take that shit. You got to be able to throw that shit back, both verbally and with these fucking hands, dog. And these hands come buy one, get one free. One's called the F.A. and one's called the F.O. When you fuck around, you're going to find out. You know, you got to have that attitude. And it's a lot of people are very soft, very delicate, to the point where they watch a joke. Like, here, I'll tell you a personal story. I was talking to somebody, right? And I do, so I work at a lot of places. I work at, like, five different companies. I have my own company. I do production work on other podcasts. I have my own show here. I'm a precinct delegate, I'm busy, I'm fucking busy, you know what I mean, man? That's also why the show doesn't get uploaded as much as it should, especially because I got so much on my plate, but, you know, I was talking to somebody, and we were, uh, I want to keep it vague, because I don't want to make it too easy, Because you know, makes my, uh, day a pain in the ass, but I know somebody, we were talking, and they're like, you know, hey, why don't you just you know, work at this one location permanently? It was a location I had some issue with, you know, a, a lot of places. The Reason why I had to work at so many different places and got like the job app that I'm on right now, which is like a gig economy type thing. It's because I wouldn't do the vaccine mandate, and a lot of people would, and I refuse to. But anyway, I said, you know, I do the, you know, I do the gig economy thing because I refuse to have, a, have to deal with a boss that won't stand up for me. You know, I went to my HR at the time when I was working at this certain place, and HR literally laughed in my fucking face. You know, because we found out that the vaccine was made with fetal stem cells, and I was looking for any reason to, like, not do this. And I was already going to do the, the medical thing, the, the religious exemption. I just had to find a good argument to do it, and when you find out that the vaccine was made and developed using fetal stem cells, boom, I'm already pro-life, so, you know, that I'm also Lutheran, so that goes with the whole fucking deal perfectly for me. After I literally laughed in my face and refused to look at any news article I had. I even had NPR and shit. And the, and the Washington Medical Examiner pulled up on my phone. Refused to look at it. So I said, you know, I refuse to work for a weak leadership that forces their employees to get vaccinated. And I just don't want to deal with it. So if I can just not show up to work or I can be on my own schedule and be like, that's what you're doing. I'm not working there, there then. I'll do that. They thought I called them weak and it was a huge fucking deal. There's people that are that fucking soft that when you call somebody, you call somebody else weak, you call somebody else soft, they take it as a personal, oh, well, you're calling me that. It's like, no. Are you the boss? Are you the owner? Are you the person that I specifically mentioned when I said they were weak? No. You just happen to see certain similarities you share with the person I'm talking about and think I'm subliminally throwing shit at you. That's the level of softness we're dealing with in people, folks. Just the sheer fucking babied bitchness of people. It's pathetic. And it's an epidemic. And that's why more people need to be made fun of. I think bullying should be monitored in schools. I think, you know, bullying should be kept at a certain level. But I think bullying is a very important part of childhood development. Because let me tell you a lesson I learned the hard way when I was a kid. I got my ass beat on the playground a few times. And then, I, you know, I talk to the siblings about it. Siblings are like, well, what happens when we get fight?" I'm like, oh, I fight back. And, like, do you win? I'm like, no. I don't really win. And they're like, my siblings were like, yeah. But you know what that means? When we go to fuck with you, we have to think. Do we really want to deal with your ass? You're annoying and shit, but you're, you're, you're still going to fight back. Your bullies are the same way. But instead, instead of thinking, you know, I'm going to do it anyway, they're most likely going to think not to do it. And I was like, oh, shit, really? So I go on the playground one day. I get shoved around, and I deck the bully. You know, I don't like to land a headshot, but I land a real good chest shot on him. It's like third, 2nd or 3rd grade. That dude never fucked with me again. I learned an important lesson that day. You stand up for yourself, people are going to learn to kind of like, oh, shit. But you got to have that thick skin. That thick skin comes from being roasted, getting beat up, fighting back, laughing back. You know, just... When people laugh at you, laugh back and throw a jab back at them verbally. If they make fun of the way you look, laugh make fun of how they look. Just keep it cordial and in a good spirit. Don't, like, snap back in a shitty tone or anything, and then you're going to look like you got hurt and you're just like, you're stupid! And be like, <laughs> to talk, talk all that shit when you got those fucking sunglasses on. Really, dog, what the fuck are those things? Jesus, Christ, you got the Jeffrey Dahmer fucking V-form. Christ almighty. Or you know, just do the black thing. You Head ass boy, he 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 he. Head ass boy, head ass boy. You know that that shit. Just you know, grow a pair, get some thick skin, bitch. And again, you know how the you know the trans people are completely full of shit, because if you were really this identity, if you were really this opposite gender that you pretend to be. You wouldn't you would know it you wouldn't demand so many other people to play pretend you would be confident enough in your own persona in your own identity you wouldn't need external validation, but it's fake and you know it's fake and that's why you demand us play pretend and it's a problem when we don't play pretend so fuck you um vanity Earl uh, similarly panned Chappelle's jokes about his favorite target in transgendered identity identifying people and suggested the comedian try new material. Dave Chappelle's obsession with mocking trans people continues in new Netflix special The Dreamer. I love punching down. That joke was about physically assaulting handicapped people, not trans people. The Hollywood Reporter lauded the special, for its more traditional approach as opposed to Chappelle's 2021 special, The Closer. However, the outlet noted... Wow, has it been two years since then? Shit. The outlet noted Chappelle's target marginalized groups included disabled people. The Daily Beast also panned Chappelle's special for finding ways to punch down and targeting people physically unable to fight back. The comedian's latest special currently has an 85% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes the outlet does not currently have a rating for critic reviews from critic reviews Chappelle opened the dreamer by explaining he was quote the biggest Jim Carrey fan in the world I'm not I think Jim Carrey is kind of talentless and not funny I'll elaborate on that shortly the comedian then recounted his experience meeting the actor on the set of the 1999 film Man on the Moon not a great film and Jim Carrey was really unhinged in that film too. I really don't don't like Jim Carrey that much. Okay, so I'm gonna get into this right now actually. Jim Carrey's not funny. But what about H M and Yeah, what about the movies that were specifically written for him? Bloody fucking die. Here <clears throat> What do you think you love about Robin about oops, I almost gave away what I was gonna do there. What do you think you really like about Jim Carrey? His improv skills, his character acting, his ability to perform a serious role from time to time, the way he can just create this whole elaborate, physical display of creative brilliance and artistic genius that can both be deep and inspiring, as well as thoughtful and provoking and just humorous. Fuck Jim Carrey, you're thinking of Robin Williams. Yeah, Everything you think you like about Jim Carrey, Robin Williams does fucking better. I'll raise your turtle, sunshine of the spotless mind, with what dreams may come. I'll raise your ca- your cable guy with one-hour photo, folks. I'll raise your two, your three Ace Ventura films with Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh, there's a lot of really good ones here, folks. I'm trying to think of how to narrow it down here. Uh, Patch Adams. You got what? You got. Fuck, look. What's that other one, uh, Jim Carrey? That serious movie? Anyway, you got what? You got Goodwill Hunting. You got so many phenomenal fucking. Oh, what the hell is that one What I'm thinking of? Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. If you've ever seen Death to Smoochie, man, fuck that. That's such a good movie. And then you also have uh, uh, Big White big white with robin williams is so good it's a murder comedy yeah no sorry i'll raise all your Ace ventura films against any robin williams movie any of your jim carrey films or roles i will raise you up against a robin williams character and role any day of the fucking week the reason and then look look robin williams killed himself it's tragic but also, he didn't live long enough to be this insane, obnoxious liberal with a dead wife that we have in Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's not funny. He's unhinged and slightly unsettling, and I think he's on the flight logs or something. He's just I don't like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey sucks. He sucks, he's not funny, and everything you think you really like him in, uh, no. Those, like the roles you really like him in, were written for him. Which, sure, they were good roles, but they were tailor made for him. It's like fucking getting a suit custom-made for you and then being surprised or super happy that it fits you. It's like, of course it fits you. It was tailor-made to you. But Robin Williams can go in and put on somebody else's tailor-made suit and it fits perfectly on him. That's the impressiveness of Robin Williams. (laughs) Second city hack-nating piece of shit, Jim Carrey. Fuck him. Upon meeting Carrey, Chappelle learned the actor remained in character as Andy Kaufman. Yeah, by the way... By the way, you know something that's not okay that Jim Carrey did? Andy Kaufman had an estranged daughter who never met Andy Kaufman because Andy Kaufman died way before they ever met. Jim Carrey tracked her down. And while dressed and in the character of Andy Kaufman, demanded she meet him so he could give her closure. Real thing that happened. Jim Carrey harassed The daughter of dead comedian Andy Kaufman, while he cosplayed as Andy Kaufman, harassed her and demanded that she talk to him so he could give her the closure that he demanded she needed. Fact check me on this. He also physically assaulted people who wouldn't call him Andy. Fuck Jim Carrey. What a piece of shit. If I was his wife, I'd have killed myself too. Moving on. Learn the actor remained in character as comedian Andy Kaufman on and off camera during the film's production. Quote, I don't know any of that, Chappelle said. I just walked in I just walked in there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! Chappelle said the film crew told the comedian to refer to Carrie as Andy, to which Chappelle said I didn't understand. And then he came over to me and was acting weird, Chappelle continued. I didn't know he was acting like Andy Kaufman, the comedian said. He obliged to the request and referred to Carey as his character in the film, though he was disappointed because he wanted to meet Jim Carrey. Quote, I had to pretend this nigga was Andy Kaufman all afternoon, Chappelle told the audience. Quote, He was clearly Jim Carrey. I couldn't look at him. I could look at him. And I could see he was Jim Carrey. Then Chappelle fired off his punchline. That's how trans people make me feel. The comedian then joked that he would transition from talking about transgendered identifying people to joking about people with disabilities. Joking, quote, Because I love punching down. Now we're going to go over and watch this clip real quick. Alright, folks.
2: And what I remember most about that night was the pressure before the show, I had to run out there on the avenue and hand out tickets to anybody who would take them because I couldn't even fill the fucking room. And boy, what a difference. 24 short years next. And right before that time, my father had died. He never lived to see me do it. And when he died, I was inconsolable. I thought I'd never smile or laugh again. And the only thing that got me out of that space was a comedian friend of mine, the late, great Norm Macdonald. That's right. Shout out to Norm. And what Norm did, which I'll never forget, is he knew that I was the biggest Jim Carrey fan in the world. Now, I'm not gonna go all into it, but Jim Carrey is talented in a way that you can't practice or rehearse. What a God-given talent. I was fascinated with him. And Norm knew that. And he called me up and he goes, Dave, I'm, I'm doing a movie with Jim Carrey. Um, do you want to meet him? And I said, fuck, yes, I do. And it was the first time I could remember since my father died being excited. And the movie was called Man on the Moon. I didn't know any of this. And in this movie, Jim Carrey was playing another comedian I admired, the late great Andy Kaufman. Yes, and Jim Carrey was so immersed in that role that from the moment he woke up to the time he went to bed at night, he would live his life as Andy Kaufman. I didn't know that. When they said, cut, this nigga was still (laughs) Andy Kaufman. So much so that everybody on the crew called him Andy. I didn't know any of that. I just went there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! And everyone said, no, (laughs) call him Andy. And I didn't understand. And then he came over and he was acting weird. I didn't know he was acting like Andy called me. He's like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hello, (laughs) Andy. Now, in hindsight, how fucking lucky am I? and I got to see one of the greatest artists of my time immersed in one of his most challenging processes ever. Very lucky to have seen that. But as it was happening, (laughs) I was very disappointed. (laughs) Because I wanted to meet Jim Carrey and I had to pretend this nigga was Andy Kaufman all afternoon. And he was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see. He was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel.
4: (laughs) All right. Well, there we go. That's the whole joke, and that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode of Inside Four Walls up here. Have you folks seen the new Dave Chappelle special? What do you think of it? And if you haven't seen it, are you looking forward to seeing it? And uh, are you going to, you know, your way to watching it? You know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not telling you how to go and watch it, but, you know, there's websites. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, I will talk to y'all later.